Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you serious? Hello, there's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Right now, you're killing some time with me. I'm Marcus Bronzy. And me, I'm Funk Butcher. Yeah. We have a website, don't we? Mm-hmm. Where you can see all of the things we talk about pretty much on the show, right? Yeah. Get you more information on You can visually on them. feel. You can visually listen to them. Yes. Listen with your eyes. Yeah. Feel it with your eyeballs. Yes. Uh, howtokillanhour.com is the site. Um, all the blog stuff's at howtokillanhour.com forward slash blog. And you can listen to all the shows mm-hmm. from oh this show mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it again, and all of the shows before it, yes. from number one until this one right here. Um, oh man, you know what? Fun? Those are some nice crisps that we just finished just before Pringles. Yeah, the crisp of Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, now uh, who might be the prime minister of of, of the UK? Fingers crossed, toes crossed. Yeah, we'll crossed. see in in the next few days. Yeah. Um, listen, that brother, you battered a whole like Pringles. Come in a hundred and ninety gram tin. Yeah, there were about ten grams left for me at the bottom of the tin. No, I offered you some when I first came. In, okay, so. right, well, I had I had five grams then. <laughs> let's let's actually let, let's be a bit liberal. This had ten grams earlier and ten grams after. There's a there's a hundred and seventy grams of Pringle left. Yeah, and you smashed them. Do you know what I've been um, pretty open about uh, and, and transparent about my my crisp addiction. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of it. The, the, the crisp addiction. I wasn't aware it was an actual addiction. I, yeah. thought it, I thought it was just like a hobby. No, I've actually got a crisp addiction. I can't function without crisps. Have you ever tried to do any sort of hard counselling or hard, hard crisps? You, I'm on hard. You've crisps. done hard crisps now. Yeah, hard crisps. Like so, quiz. So how did your how was what was your journey like into the world of crisps? Like how did you start off? Because you know they say that hard crisps is something that you're usually led onto with a gateway crisp. So yeah. what was your gateway crisp? My gateway crisp was probably Quavers. Okay. Quavers or Skips. A Skip. Yeah, Skips okay. were, they, they, they were sold in like a prawn cocktail and they're generally for like young kids. Yeah. Kids or, or kids that are teething. Mm. They just melt on your tongue. You don't have right. to, you don't have to do much crunching. Yeah. And that, was, that was my gateway into They're very the, Moorish, aren't they? Yeah, very Moorish. So somebody got you hooked on, on, on those. Yeah, somebody got me hooked on those. And then what did you progress onto? And then I progressed onto things like hula hoops. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, then we started getting, started getting real serious. So mm. I, get, I started to move on towards kettle chips. Oh, wow. Yeah, kettle chips is oh. like the, the, the bougie end. Okay. Hi, hipster crisps. Okay. Yeah. So you went, you see, you went, you know, so you, you, you were eating those. Yeah. And obviously they come in small packets, but also big ones. Is this when you kind of increase the amount of crisp that you yeah. were taking in? I always assume people like who eat kettle chips are like they vote conservative. Okay. It's, it's quite a, a refined, um, it's, like the, it's like the caviar of crisps. Okay. Yeah. So obviously that was quite 
that probably obviously had an impact on your income eating those crisps all the yeah. time. So you had to find your sort of middle ground. So yeah. is that is that when you found Pringles? That's when I found Pringles, wheat crunchies, wheat crunchies, McCoys, McCoys, and um, Voices. Voices is a is a um, is 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 quite a rarity in the in the crisp scene. They don't sell it. They, they sell it in multi-packs in like one Tesco's around me in East London. And, but they don't really, the, 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 the kind of the general independent stockists, they don't really deal with the, the voices. That's under the counter stuff. What makes you have, a you have voice? To, you have oh. to kind of, yeah, you literally, you have to make sure that everyone's at the store. You have to go to the door. You have to close the door, lock the door, and then you have to kind of ask them for the voices and they can kind of do the transaction there. But voices, they're T-bone steak flavor. And they are just, they're incredible. So T-bone steak yeah. flavoured crisps. Yeah, roasters. Very specific, not a rump. No. Yeah? Yeah. A T-bone. Yeah. All right. I've never had those before, I don't think. That's the only flavour they do. T-bone steak, roasters. They so don't they're do any other so flavor. confident in their crisp. Yeah. They only have one flavour. One flavour. Wow. And if you were going to have, never have crisps again, yeah. what would be the last pack of crisps that you had? Would it be a roasters? Yeah, it would be roasters. Yeah. And would you do? Well, what's your crispy? That would be my 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 last packet of crisp on Death Row oysters. Wow, that would be your last meal on Death Row. Just yeah. a packet of of, of oysters, or would yeah. you try multi-pack. and get a multi pack? Yeah, multi pack and a glass of water, maybe, because obviously you don't want things to get too dry. Yeah, I'd have um, multi pack, six packets, and then yeah, hit me with the electric chair. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is how to kill an hour. It's not a podcast about crisps. <laughs> It's a podcast about different ways to kill time. Yeah, but generally uh, speaking, whilst I'm killing time. <laughs> doing the activities on how to kill it out I am eating these crisps that we're talking about more often than not you are you are eating crisps I didn't yeah. know you had a, such an affinity with crisps I, I, I will <laughs> moving forward I'll accommodate that I will accommodate that you now, know, you know the, the funniest thing is not even a joke I've been eating anyone who knows me yeah knows that crisps is like it's in part of my DNA really yeah I'm serious about <laughs> you are what you eat how much of you do you think is crisp? I don't know, probably about 80, 89% like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not descended from um, um, apes and primates. I'm descended from potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you start sweating every time I order the mashed potato at Nando's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at it. I can't look at it. That's our alarm to tell us to stop talking about crisps. Um, so, yeah. So a lot of the time on this show, we talk about things that uh, in the tech world, innovations, gadgets, we kill time with them as yes. well. And I usually start the show talking about something I like to kill time with, like Funk has spoken about crisps. I'm going to talk about something that is an invention that I don't think I really want to try mm. out. Mm. It's called a jabby, J-A-B-I-I. And it's called the friendly boxing game. Okay. Bit it's- of an oxymoron there. Yeah, it's going out for some friendly boxing. <laughs> It's like when you used to play fight at school. That's what it sounds like. So when I saw this jab, j- jabby for anybody, yeah. I thought, oh, go on, I'll have a look. Yeah. So I clicked on the link to this. And basically, you know, in cartoons, there used to be uh, that sort of device for hitting another cartoon character, which was like a boxing glove on a spring yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Or that arm that, yeah. would go, whoosh. that came out of the box. Yeah. This is very similar to that. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a ball. Yeah basically it's a glove that you wear mm. on the end of your hand and it's mm. got a little ball on it and as you push your hand out the ball extends along some sort of st- <laughs> it extends and you basically hit someone else with it this is a this is a kickstarter that's out and it's it's being promoted the jabby what are your thoughts on on something that is designed to basically punch up someone else with 
And I'm just watching the uh, the video now. Of these two kids kind of extending Punching. this, and it, it literally is like the thing from the the Looney Tunes cartoons with mm-hmm. the, like the Jack in the Box. The the fist comes out and hits people. Um, yeah, I can see this being. I can see this not ending well. <laughs> I can see this not ending well. I can see this kind of going down the route of the the early nineties when um <clears throat> we had a recent uh, not recent we had a campaign um linked to the drinks company tango which kind of (laughs) (laughs) which kind of caused a whole nation of kids to tango in inverted commas each other which Mm. meant that they would slap (laughs) like one another in the face yeah so because in the advert there was a guy that would run up to you if you were drinking tango yeah slap you in the face and go you being tango yeah and he had had an orange face yeah the orange face and he'd be like slap someone up so that's that kids used to running around at school time yeah teeth were flying out tears were flying out blood was flying out miss what happened uh, miss miss all crying teachers are like what happened and they're like oh, I got tangled I got tangled <laughs> so that happened and that was like a that was that was in the papers and everything wasn't yeah, it they, yeah. they had to pull the advert till yeah, after till after advert. watershed yeah um so now somebody's decided that it's lovely the video for this because yeah. there's like loads of kids sitting there on iPads and they're like kids nowadays look at these millennials yeah. all looking down at screens it's so bad for their health well, we instead have... let's have them punch you <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what basically what we're witnessing is the evolution of it so we've had the tango yeah. at the beginning yeah. then we had happy slap remember happy that happy slap yeah okay yeah. and then we had something else with vine remember that the vine one where the uh, the 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 black kid slapped his dad and yeah then that, that kind of went viral yeah that one and then now we're on to this this jabby boxing thing uh, I guess it's better than spinners in schools. Nah, I prefer spinners. <laughs> spinners are all right. I mean, spinners just look annoying now. Like, oh, stop spinning, man. But um, what is it? Have we got to a state now where if it can, it will be invented on Kickstarter now? Because the thing is, though, the ad for this, it looks really cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not like this is a professional boxing kit where you know go train. It's just have this thing and start smashing your friend in the face of it. Yeah. I I, I wonder how much thought the makers put into this kind of um being acceptable on a on a a legislative uh, level because we don't want to get in a situation like we had with hoverboards where they were invented they were they were sold retailed and then subsequently they were banned yeah because um for numerous reasons the government said hey we don't want your kids having fun i wanted to ban those just because they didn't actually hover yeah. I found that was like a missed representation. Yeah. Like that's unreasonable. Yeah. I wanted something that hovered. It's clearly just rolls. Well, technically speaking, this is a, um, a, a false advertisement as well because that doesn't look like a jab to me. That looks like a an extended hook. <laughs> extended like, hooky. What was that character from Street Fighter? Dil, uh, Dal Sim. Dal Sim. like a Dal Sim. <laughs> Yoga flame. Yoga flame. Yoga flame. Yoga flame. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So would you let the kids play this? Here, kids, go knock, and knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, why not? Really? Yeah. Nah, man. Really? Uh, How long until tears, though? Exactly. How long until tears? Or someone punches a vase? It depends. Or someone punches the TV? It depends if they don't make any modifications to it and put knuckle dusters on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put a couple of sharpened pencils on it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I saw this. Uh, they're spring-loaded boxing gloves. Like the guy from Kickboxer. You know the guy, Tong Po, in Kickboxer? Tong Po? Who's what did he, he put on the, on the end of his gloves? He dipped it in glue and he put in, uh, glass in it. Oh, yeah. So with um, Jean Claude Van Damme. And I've seen to- so many of those films. There's somebody that like drugged the gloves as well so that you'd feel dizzy. 
flipping hell. Um, but yeah, so that was something that I saw and I was just like, bruv, like, to be fair, they've only had 70 backers at this moment in time and they've got 48 DKK. I don't know what currency that is. I think, um, the, I think the police need to look into the, the backgrounds of those uh, 70 backers. It could yeah. be quite violent individuals. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> they've got this guy going, hey kids, come, do you want to play? And they're like, no, no, we're bored. We're on our iPads. So they yeah. thought, I know, I design a boxing glove. Yeah. Yes. Think for the next generation of MMA fighters out there. It looks like an MMA, MMA tool. It comes with an app as well. It comes with an app so that it registers how many impacts you land as well. So when you've battered somebody sufficiently, it tells you when to stop. What are we doing to our children? I don't know. What what a load of craziness, eh? Anyway, let's move on. You actually, one more killer bit this week. Mm. The Surge yes. computer game. The we Surge. got sent it. It's out now. Um, we didn't rush our review out because I thought it would be good to have a little bit of a, a go with the game. Yeah. Um, so they say it's a, it's a hardcore, challenging, visceral, melee combat RPG action game. Yeah. Set in a world uh, and devoted I by war that. and global warming, apparently. Yeah. But you, what is it like? You, you you got the game. I can you got hands on that. it. That description, what you just, just delivered right there, is exactly that. It's all-encompassing and very complicated a little bit too complicated um in what way in the sense of it's very hard to define it in one specific genre and i know a lot of games set out to kind of <clears throat> redefine themselves and not um be pigeonholed and set new trends and and, and whatnot but this game it it overlaps into so many different aspects of pre-existing genres that you're kind of left wondering what is the object of this game is it is it a battle is it a strategy is it the, the storyline is it it's all these things kind of going on so basically when you start the game you start off as the main protagonist and he's got um he signs up for work at this kind of looks like a, some sort of kind of futuristic construction company you're set in the future and you're in a wheelchair and something goes horribly wrong um, kind of the there's kind of like a power shortage and the lights go out and you wake up um you're kind of fused with this this mecha body armor but it's it's welded into your body very painfully you, there's this cutscene where you see these like the bolts getting welded right into your skin screwed uh, going through your shoulder blades and whatnot was he going ah yeah screaming also and he kind of blacks out and you wake up in uh uh basically in the scrapyard and you literally that's kind of where you get the tutorial of how to kind of utilize um uh the controls and so, so he's already got the suit on at the start of the game yeah so pretty much at the, the 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 beginning of the game you start off with the suit and then i guess from that point onwards you progress into how um what the the the, the intentions are of the company that you was working for why this suit has been welded for you what happened to all the staff that was in the building when you first got there and so forth um Controls are a little bit clunky. Um, visually, it looks nice. But again, there's so much going on from that initial first cutscene to where you're landing in the, in, the, in the middle of the scrapyard. I felt like that could have been explained a little bit better because this Surge title, it's not like there's um, uh, pre-existing titles which can kind of explain and, and warm... Um, uh, newcomers to the to the release as to what this whole game is about so they definitely needed a little bit more explanation in the beginning to kind of um, not alienate people 
who have never played this title before. Mm. So right. it's a bit of, a, bit of a, um, a harsh review, but again, in the kind of a month where you're having all these amazing titles coming through, it, you, I felt like it it stands... Um, it seems to me that these games need to stand the test of time by being very... Um, uh, what's the word? Deliberate and 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 pointed in the way they execute their narratives and their their marketing and again because in it, w- with the current trend of the the bigger titles cutting through they will kind of fall by the wayside if they don't get that right yeah so the search for me i'm giving it like a two and a half maybe three yeah out of five really yeah ah. Was it for mashing people up there in the game? Because you can, can you not like target limbs and stuff like well, that? Well, this is the thing. I mean, you can kind of get into that that whole because there's two types of people that buy <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. There's people that buy Grand Theft Auto and actually do the whole story modes, and, and people that buy Grand Theft Auto and just drive around mashing their cars and modifying them and running over people and, and buying prostitutes. Which one so, are you? Uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, um, I actually like the storyline so on Grand Theft Auto, so I kind of do a bit of both, but. In this game, it does seem like the its strength lies in that whole kind of beating up the robots and destruction and whatnot, as opposed to progressing through the storyline. Because the storyline, to me, hasn't been projected as the the, the, the strongest feature right. of the game itself, kind of thing. It is not like when you pick up a, a game like, for instance, Final Fantasy VII, mm. and the initial cutscenes, or any of the Final Fantasy titles, the initial cutscenes that... Um, kick the game off they they make you want to play the game even more so mm-hmm. than just going off on your own tangent even though you have free roam and, and whatnot like a normal RPG similarly with um, Metal Gear Solid um, to Phantom Pain the initial cutscenes in the in the beginning you're just like this is this is insane I want to play this kind of thing and mm-hmm. find out more about the game as opposed to kind of going off and doing my own thing interesting interesting and this game lacked it, really. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. The Surge. Check it out. All links to everything we talk about are in the show description at howtokillanhour.com. Next. Next. Toyota is working on developing flying cars with the aim of having a single driver vehicle ready to fly in time for the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. The idea is a small car that will smoothly transition from driving to the skies and from the skies to driving in order to deliver the Olympic torch to its last leg to officially open the Games. <laughs> now, Funk, I'm going to play a clip yeah. of a test flight, um, and I'd like you to guess what happens in this clip from the audio that I play. Yeah. All right, I'm that's, pressing that, play now. That's that me, not the clip. Okay, so I'd never heard that clip before, but I wasn't far off. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's actually oh, pretty good. Are wow. you sure? Oh, wow. Let's do your one again. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guess what, what, what happened to the flying device there Funk okay um, yeah so that that test run was a complete and utter failure it would appear basically I mean 
it is like it looks like a it's a bit of it's like a box yeah yeah with some scaffolding around it and some motors on it and it mm. kind of goes up tilts to the side a bit and yeah. and i'm gonna say land okay which is a very interesting operative word yeah but it, it, it lands a bit wonky and it it, it crashes bro yeah <laughs> into the floor again i'm thinking two words lead balloon yeah pretty much but they've invested nearly four hundred thousand dollars into this to bring it to life is that to repair it or to kind of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it will now be eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but I'm really surprised that they're not further with this because we got helicopters, mm. we got drones. Mm-hmm. Those fly easy. Why don't they just make a big drone with wheels? I don't. I don't get this. Why? Why is it so hard? Like it's just a big. A car's just a big thing. Yeah, I don't get it. There has to be some patents on there. The technology that uh, currently Uber have with their flying yeah um sources that yeah they, they're, they're soon going to be rolling out everywhere can you imagine that when you swipe right for uber uh-huh. <laughs> right, i'm gonna actually quit that question i got a mate yeah yeah and um he's i don't know for want of a better set of words he's an og yeah mm-hmm. you don't mess with him <laughs> my friend called him an uber the other day yeah and he called him um like there's like <laughs> <laughs> you can get uber Excel, whatever, da, 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 da. but if you keep swiping, you get like Uber for like people that um, have need wheelchair access, uh, and also people that might you know need a slight slightly more helping hand. Like, mm-hmm. so my friend selected the the Uber that's like you get this really nice. You get a driver who's like can handle people that have got like you know learning difficulties and stuff like that. So we oh, really? him, so yeah, like we we said <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't my friend sent him an Uber. Um, <laughs> This has this big hard as nails guys coming out of the house. <laughs> Some gentleman tries to hold his hand. Really? Guide him to the oh, car. that is brilliant. So he came over to the he came over to the house and we we're like, how's your Uber? He goes, bit off key. <laughs> a bit off key, you know. Very helpful, but bit off key. <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, he held, yeah. held my bags for me. He held my bags for me. Um, but this flying car, um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to throw it by you, Funk, and say like, well, is this should this be as hard as it is? I've got a feeling that. Uh, I mean, no shade to you. I feel like Mercedes or BMW probably could have executed this oh, a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, yeah, get a little smart car. Yeah, they they wouldn't have had the. <laughs> <for their, laughs> <laughs> for their for their test run oh. yeah oh man all right we'll keep an eye on that man i wouldn't mind 20 that's the it ain't got long have they three no, years no. to go from that to something that's safe and roadworthy <laughs> <laughs> mad yeah. um anyway uh, so pre-apple wwdc is where we were at um and i honestly was sitting there for ages thinking what does wwdc mean like world, i did i had no idea what it meant world wrestling I thought if it sounded like a belt from the <laughs> WWE, uh, it's the Worldwide Developers Conference. But that's so we're, it's about to happen. We're about to hear from Apple what their plans are. There's loads of rumors flying around, so I thought we'd just muller through a few of them real quick. Um, so the Siri speaker is on the rumor list. So basically, Apple has reportedly been like quietly, or not really that quietly, working on its own version of the Amo, uh, Amazon Echo no. Google Home situation. But. We've seen something that we reckon could have smashed it out of the park 
but it's not come to market. That was the NVIDIA Spot, which is a yeah. little speaker you plug into the wall and it connects to your NVIDIA Shield, which yeah. is a, a Google Assistant yeah. when that comes into play. But if that doesn't come into play in time and, and Apple get this out, I reckon they could own the the home automation market because mm. everyone, everyone, not everyone, but many of us have Apple phones. Yeah. You have your smart kit, like a light bulb. Yeah. Just get a Siri speaker. Yeah. Do you reckon Apple could be the people to handle this? And they've got the home home automation app as well in yeah. your phone. Yeah. Do you reckon this is it? This is them? You knew this was coming though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And then obviously I was trying to uh, gauge who would um, be first to the punch in terms of the kind of the ecosystems um, for the household. But when you look at companies like Amazon rolling out their... Um, their division of home shopping mm. and grocery shopping. Mm. I can't see because that that's the the the, the, the chief the, the 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 chief um component linking the the internal with the external. So you've got the external world of the shops, the retail, things that are deliverable, consumables, consumables, sorry, and your Amazon device linking that to that so it's all well and good we've kind of um explored the idea of having products that can switch off your lights set your alarm all that kind of stuff but yeah. what about so that you don't have to leave your home and that's where amazon is kind of they're, they're beating them to the punch there so you think because they've got they've already got the systems in place to deliver yeah doing the smart well they've already thing. got ecosystem yeah. they've got this they've got this they've got this um warehouse of any goods whatever you want kind of thing and now they're going to move into groceries as well yeah so whether you want a new tv or a new sofa or you need some apples and bananas you can get that through amazon and now you have a device from your home that can order those goods so the only missing components that they they have is kind of i guess more tech uh, more home tech aspects like what apple have but that seems a lot easier to do than building what amazon have been doing for the past i don't know 10 15 years Okay, so you, so if if well, it all depends on what speaker we adopt. But I presume if you have the series speaker, they can't make it so that you can't use it with Amazon because I'm not to say that they can't. But I mean, the branding is stronger if you're kind of using the same yeah thing from the beginning of the process to the end. Yeah, that's how they're going to sell their adverts. At the end of the day, the adverts is going to have um, this little guy pressing his Amazon um, Echo at one point ordering something on Amazon online or ordering something on the Amazon shop, the, the Amazon delivery van pulling up. Mm. Visually, Apple can't represent that in an advert yet mm. from a marketing perspective. So that's a, uh, that's nil poids. Okay. All right. Uh, also, there's talk about the iPad Pro mm -hmm. 10.5. Uh, they're saying that there's going to be another screen size to the iPad line, a 10.5 inch iPad Pro with a similar footprint as its 9.7 inch sibling. So uh, dramatically reduced bezels as well, they're saying. So pretty much same size iPad, bigger screen. Well, I don't think we really need to get into that too much. MacBook Pro and Air Spec bumps. So they're going to push them up a little bit. It's been almost a year since Apple made the first MacBook refresh. Is that what they've said? Is that like literally that's... Bump the specs. So basically... That vague. RAM. Uh, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. How about putting the USBs exactly. back? Exactly. Yeah? How about exactly. that? Just for a... Now, you know what? I'm not against USB-C. All think the Serato users out there that are crying. All the DJs with DJ software that have to get a dongle. Mm. So, yeah. So 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's going to be a spec bump. So it doesn't seem like a physical change because, okay. you know, we were kind of thinking that they might go back again. In the software, though, for iOS, yeah, it's quite interesting. So the Siri speaker stuff aside, the iOS is probably going to be the centerpiece of the keynote. We already know now, like in early episodes of How to Kill Now, we've discussed how the iPhone can literally be used to create music mm. that is worthy of worldwide distribution mm. aka Kendrick Lamar's I can't remember the name producer producer Kendrick Lamar with mm. an iPhone uh, and a guitar and some special kit between it but what they're saying is iOS 11 is there's some stuff up in the air but um, they're expecting all of the hub input exactly with the home stuff mm. kind of giving Alexa a run for her money a better Siri is what we're thinking about mm. so if they manage to up the levels of the Siri uh, and getting multi-user login and support for the Apple Pencil, new Apple Music, and uh, Apple and more content editing for video, more video editing content as well, mm. is what they're saying. Um, and hopefully a new look. So not like they're saying it's quite a lot, but I don't feel like that's too much. I feel like it's quite. I feel like squeezing a lot of excitement out of not much there's no physical reveals mm. like i wouldn't mind a little uh, someone alluding to the new iphone but we ain't gonna get that for a little while though, are we yeah i mean i know the listener can't see my face but i've got my bitch resting face i'm not impressed at if all. you were a mean what one would you be um gosh there's too many it'll be the the, the straightest unimpressed face meme gift that you could ever find on the net right now like nothing from that description leaps out to me to make me think that Apple are onto something here to kind of regain consumer confidence in their products. <laughs> it seems like they've just kind of gone, do you know what? We've we've hit a brick wall in terms of our hardware. Let's just throw all our resources into the software now. I feel like they're under pressure to deliver now. And they're so like, they can't just say, can we just skip this keynote? Because we haven't got anything to say. Yeah. Like, or can we skip this worldwide developer conference? Because we're not really sure. They have to come with some talk, don't they? But this is the thing. They have to come with some talk, but they're still not directing 
their focus in the places that people are talking about, yeah. i.e. the MacBook Pro, i.e. the Mac Pro also, i.e. the, the iPhone. Mm. These are the ma- major concerns that users of Apple have had. Like, that MacBook Pro is just, it's diabolical. And yeah. it's actually quite um, worrying as a MacBook Pro user and fan that the next generations of MacBook Pro aren't looking too promising. I just want, I, you know what? My current Mac, I'm I'm not on the new one. I'm on the one just before it. Exactly. Really, you had to go backwards yeah. to find a MacBook Pro. <laughs> you had to go back in time. <laughs> it's like someone offered you a flying car and you said, no, I'll have a horse and cart, please. Because <laughs> the horse and cart is more efficient. If I'm honest, yes. <laughs> It is, it is like do it yeah man throw, throw like, him under the bus throw. yeah man like I was I just I feel like my, turn it apple to apple juice my Mac has always been a Swiss army knife yeah. of a product used to be it, it, it I mean you know, that's what I got now and, and I feel like I can head into a situation like yesterday I was with some camera people that filming and they were like can we look at this footage whipped out the card and the camera popped the card into my Mac we're good to go and I just think like S like like memory cards aren't dead mm. like those sorts of uh, MMC cards. Um, HDMI is not a dead port to have. Yeah, uh, Thunderbolt. Okay, subjective. But so I feel like this Mac should have had one USB C, or maybe or maybe we had two USB Cs and one normal USB, just but, to say, look, look, this is the way yeah. things are moving. But you're bringing up the functionality of a product which currently doesn't, doesn't exist. exist anymore. Yeah, it needs to and exist, that, and that's that's the problem needs to exist so yeah that's so we'll see where that goes man i mean there's a lot of pressure from these big companies under pressure there is another big company actually that's getting a lot of pressure is facebook we've mentioned on the show recently that there's been some research that uh, about social media and instagram came up as one of the ones that made people unhappy mm-hmm. uh now with regards to facebook uh there is another few conversations with people discussing whether Facebook makes you unhappy or not. And I don't, I don't want to come down on Facebook and say that they're the, they're the social media that makes people the most unhappy. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can actually blame it on one social media. I think it's, it's sort of the way somebody approaches all of the social medias because they all kind of have the same sort of reward, endorphin releasing reward for your likes, comments, But I think in this day and age, there isn't anyone who uses one so- form of social media. Exactly, yeah. yeah, they use all of them. So I think it's kind of hard to stick it on people. But, you know, like, so it's last week we heard it's Instagram, this week we're hearing it's Facebook. But it kind of got me thinking about how Facebook works. And, and I've started being reading, and I, you know, if I'm boring you, Funk, just tell me straight away, because obviously I don't want to... <laughs> <this. laughs> I was no, reading this article on TechCrunch by John Evans, and he was saying that the problem with Facebook is, is that Facebook has become a feedback loop, and despite its best intentions, has become a vicious spiral or can. So Facebook uses this thing called scale behavioral targeting. So what it, it does, he's saying that doesn't just, and I'll explain what that is, it doesn't just reflect your behavior, it influences your behavior. So over time, a service which is supposed to connect humanity is actually partitioning us into disconnected bubbles. Now, the way it works is news, the newsfeed, the more you engage with a post mm. from a particular user, the more often their posts are shown to you. So if I like, comment on your posts, mm-hmm. it will show me more of Funk's posts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
over, you know, let's say Billy. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I don't like, comment, share Billy's post, I see mm-hmm. I won't see as much of his as his. Yeah. <clears throat> so the more I engage with a specific type of link as well, then the same thing will happen. Like, you know, if it's a specific page mm-hmm. or if it's like a kind of video or something like that. Um, so far, so good. It's, it's just showing you more of what you're interested in. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But they're saying what that does is, say, let's use Billy as an example. What that does is it creates an in-group, in-group cluster of Facebook friends. So say me, you and Billy are mates, but I'm only liking and commenting your stuff. Mm. I won't see much of Billy's stuff. So I'm going to see more of yours. So therefore, I'm going to like more of yours again. So then I'm going to yeah. see even more of you. Okay. So I'm going to like even more. These times now, Billy's not getting any likes, you know, and I'm probably not communicating with him mm-hmm. as much. So mm-hmm. at what what point is it changing the way I behave? Okay. Um, so there's a there's a, there's another example. Someone tweeted saying, "But that's to assume that there is something of Billy's for you to like in the first place, though." Nah, not most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pointless selfies, Pointless Billy. So Billy with his top off. <laughs> I've seen I've seen more of Billy naked than I have seen of loads of people. I think I've seen I think I've seen more of Billy than I have of Kim Kardashian <laughs> over the last year. It's crazy, Bill Kardashian. Um, so someone says, uh, uh, Mr. Williams said that the trouble is, is that it Facebook rewards extremes. So if you're driving down the road and you see a car crash, Frank, of course you look at it. Everyone will look at it, mm. right? But the internet interprets this behavior like everyone likes car crashes. So then it will start trying to supply more car crashes. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's like, if the it's, it's a bit weird. So it can go a bit wrong. Okay. Like, everyone might like to look at something that's a bit gruesome. It doesn't mean that they like it and yeah. they just see more of it. But what are your thoughts on that theory? Does it sound like I'm just kind of going into some mad pseudo matrix scared or does that sound logical? Because when I read that, I was like, you know what? He's got a real good point here. Yeah. Like, well, it's I, not an intentional thing. It's like Facebook's just trying to show you what you like, but computers aren't clever like that. Like if I look at terrorist attacks yeah. a lot because a lot are going on in the in the yeah. world recent, yeah. recent of recent yeah. especially close to home and it shows me more yeah. is, that, is, that, is it controlling me yeah. or well I mean here's the thing Facebook around about <clears throat> maybe about two years maybe about two and a half years ago mm-hmm. they had they did a, a, a rebrand and a, a, and a re um, reconfigured their their pages Mm. And obviously they had the user pages, they had the Facebook fan pages. And one thing they took from the Facebook fan pages and they incorporated into the user, the personal pages, was the concept of the follow. Mm. So you could friend someone, you could make someone your friend on Facebook, but you could also follow them. Now, what you're describing is that information from my feed or your feed would appear on your timeline. Mm. And that's what the follow is was were doing. Right. But what what Facebook was allowing you to do was giving you the autonomy was to pick the information that lands on your feed. If someone was your, if, if Billy was your friend, but you wasn't following him, (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't see the information on your timeline. Right. Right. But yet that is up to you if you want to. So I guess the, 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 the key um, architects behind whether or not you see information is you because there is that ability for you to kind of follow someone who is already your friend to get more of the information from their timeline, their pointless yeah. dinners, their selfies and, and whatnot. If you're not clicking that follow button, then you will get less information from them. So I guess Facebook can hold their hands up and be like, well, we've, 
got these things in place if you want to see more of this person's um, dinners or this one's um, uh, job applications and whatnot, you can click follow. Yeah. You don't have to see the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, which which people mm. have cited as led to kind of like um, um, kind of this this the the kind of behaviour that the, mm. that people have seen around election times and all that kind of stuff, where the the echo chamber that exists on Facebook mm. kind of perpetuates this kind of this this belief that certain certain groups or certain constituencies would win but really they're just echoing mm. the the voices of those within their their network yeah. you can you can break that network if you click follow of people you're not generally kind of seeing within your your your, your general timeline yeah but check this scenario so we so imagine we both had exactly the same friends list okay and i happen to like person b a couple of more times yeah and comment and you commented on person a stuff yeah a couple of more times everyone else same amount of hits isn't it weird that your timeline will show more of one person and less like more of a and less of b and mine will show more of b and less of a even though we follow the same people what if a had really left-wing views and right and b had really right-wing views that's kind of changing our perception like facebook's written an algorithm that chooses what it shows us whereas I know Twitter, you can have like tweets that it recommends. Whereas if we both had the same Twitter feed and yeah. followed the same people, but maybe liked and tweeted at different different people, A and B, whatever, that same example, yeah. we would still have the same feed. Does that, does that? I mean, this is kind of why I'm a fan of Twitter as well, because yeah. it is kind of, I feel like it's real. Yeah. Raw. Well, I feel like what you're describing before applies more to Twitter mm. because we generally have the same industry friends mm-hmm. that we follow, yet there's some things that you would miss and that I would miss and so forth, but there is no way to kind of, um, kind of, uh, control the, the amount of information that we see from any one follower on Twitter, but you can on Facebook through the, there's the, cause they're, they're separate entities. Someone mm. who's a friend doesn't necessarily mean that you see everything that's on the timeline, okay. but if you're following them, then yeah. you can see more of their stuff on their timeline, but Twitter doesn't have that. Okay. Yeah. You, if you unfollow, you're out. Yeah. Or you're in. Yeah. Ah, oh, that unfollow on Facebook's great. <laughs> <sighs> so great. Yeah. Look, but I know you I guess, like to talk about politics, but unfollow. Yeah. But I guess yeah. Twitter has a mute function. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And you can mute words as well. Yeah. Uh, and a block as yeah. well. <laughs> I have blocked a couple of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, interesting. We'll keep an eye on that, as I always like to say. So, Google is going to let publishers charge users for ad blockers. So ad blockers, the things that block ads. I mean, I know you love a good ad blocker, don't you? Yeah. You're like, fuck them ads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Google will let publishers ask people who use ad blockers to either enable advertising or make payment to view content without ads. Okay. So funding choices is what it's going to be called. It's going to yeah. roll out in North America, the UK, Germany, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, Google is also working on an ad blocker of its own, which will function in the Chrome browser. Wonder how much that'll cost. Wonder how that much that's cost. So one million dollars. One million. I mean, apparently it's to help out people because ad, bl- ad blockers take a big toll on publishers and producers who rely on advertising revenue. Uh, Google's vice senior president president said that, and they yeah, want to takes a big toll on my browser history as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it can refresh up. every time. Yeah. Yeah. So, ad blockers, I mean, technically they are taking money out of people's pockets who are earning money off of ads, but 
do you feel like we should be given the choice to, to avoid ads when we want online or should or should it be like old school tv when you just had to watch ads if you wanted to watch what you wanted to watch well here's the thing i mean when you get um because there's ad blockers and there's pop-ups yeah and that's the problematic thing i mean websites like soundcloud they use pop-ups yeah and when you um put an ad blocker on chrome it actually blocks soundcloud doesn't like it Mm. at all it can't differentiate between the ad or the pop-up so nothing you can't log in or anything like that yeah so generally speaking i can't use soundcloud in chrome with my ad blocker on i have to use it in safari and chrome um it does get a bit annoying because what chrome does it tends to kind of when you do your google search it'll bring up suggestions from stuff that you ordered on amazon and whatnot that's weird yeah find that really weird so the the kind of the cookie trail that exists because of ad block because of ads leads you to use ad blockers so a lot of these producers and and whatnot and and websites which are using ads they have to understand that because there is no happy medium to stop this influx of ads spamming you mm. um i guess it's no different from when you opt out of receiving spam mail and junk mail but there is no opt-out button on the internet, unfortunately. We just kind of... Incognito was... window. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to go incognito. You know that yeah. window you use when you know you don't want people to see your porn browsing history? <laughs> that's what you need to use, incognito. Yeah. So that stuff just gets, like, flung at us. <laughs> what, the porn? I fling myself <laughs> at it. Oh, oh, the ads. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, very interesting. But yeah, Funk. Um, I mean... I do feel bad that I, I feel bad for like content creators that might miss out on money, but I'm I'm interested to see that a lot of YouTubers are making like ad free content, yeah. and they're saying, "Oh, hey guys, go to my Patreon page or like do this," and they're yeah. kind of ma- making their own ways of getting income, which I think's good because as a independent media creator what you don't want to do is just sit there and rely on google because when they move the goalposts and all of a sudden you're not getting paid anymore because you're not getting you're not getting a certain amount of views or your views are from this place or da 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 yeah then you're in a bad position but if you already have your own you know like your own page set up where people donate a dollar a month or whatever like that then i think you've diversified your income and you've made yourself safer that's what i think anyway so i think it's good that it's encouraging people to do that and i'm seeing more of that because if YouTube, for example, like who's one of the biggest YouTube KSI, yeah? yeah, he's probably nice now. Anyway, they could, you know, he could close up shop and just chill now. Mm. It's fair to say, but there's probably a point in his career and many YouTubers' career where they were like, "This is the full time job now. Mm. I'm making money." And if the goalposts move when you're two months, three months into that, you you know what it's like, isn't it? Like mm. it's you need to build your own your own stability. Yeah. In so I think it's a good it's, it'll encourage people. Plus, ads are sometimes really shit. Yeah. I want better ads. I think ads let me down. <laughs> I like ads that draw me in properly. Like we need more tango slaps adverts. We need to bring that back. What what else? Sometimes we you need to bring get... back those semi racist ads. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you don't even get ads of those qualities. I'm just talking about the ads that that just pop up and say, "Hey, buy this." Or um, I'm a really lucky guy. I'm always have won the million dollars. You know. But I never click in. I've always, I've always, I've always win a car. There's always hot young girls in my area. 
Every time there's a pop-up where I am, there's hot young girls in my area. Oh, I hate them ones. And then when you close that window, another one opens and another one opens and another one opens. And you just yeah. go down a wormhole. So that's what I'm trying to say. That's why ad blockers are needed. Okay. All because, right. yeah, these websites are, are, are taking the piss in terms of um, uh, banking so much of their, mm. their income stream on ads. I don't mm. know how the, the such a large proportion of your income stream sh- could be reliant on ads rather than their own product that you're advertising or selling. It's crazy. Yeah. Then, then, then from, from my perspective, that's a problem with the, the business structure. Mm. I mean, we have ads. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, the ads can't, can't yeah. supersede the actual content yeah, of what yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you imagine that? Everything in today's show was brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, kind of reminds me of back in the day, they, um, uh, the kind of the terrestrial channel here, um, mm. ITV. Oh yeah, and they used to have movies at ten o'clock mm-hmm. um, after the news. Mm-hmm. But the ads were like, I don't know, they were like fifteen minutes. So you'd be watching a feature length film, which mm. was like that like two and a half hours or whatever, two hours, and an advert every fifteen minutes. You just like, what the fuck? That's why shit. Netflix is. Yeah, is, people love it. That's why it was very American that when they when we got those sorts of ads, you know, because yeah. I've noticed in America that the, ad, the ads are heavy, yeah, bruv, yeah, heavy yeah, ads, yeah. But yeah, that's why I'm I'm all about recording it when it's live and watching it back later because when I see ads, I know that on the skybox, if I press fast forward onto the, at the maximum speed, I do a minute every three seconds, so mm. I can just sit there for three minutes of ads in the UK generally now. Mm-hmm. I sit there, I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, play. I'm nice. Yeah. I don't do. Yeah. I don't play ads. But that's yeah. why. Yeah, you're right. That's why Netflix are killing it. Yeah. No ads needed. Yeah. You just pay for the content yeah. straight. It's wicked. Anyway, we just killed an hour. Actually, killed a whole hour. Is, do you like the longer episodes? Yes, sir. Do you like getting yeah. deeper into conversation? What gem of knowledge shall we leave with our listener? Vote Labour. <laughs> before we go, can we talk yeah. about your exciting week then? Yeah. I, I feel stupid because we didn't talk about it at the start of the show. Yeah. So if you've made it this far through the show, you're about to get some gold. That if you have turned <laughs> off prior to this, you can't hear me calling you a cunt. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, that's about over a week ago now. Yeah. Um, I was at home uh, doing what I'm doing on my on my laptop, finish, finishing off some music, some bits and pieces. <laughs> finishing off some... <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, finish it off. As you do. And I got a follow from uh, the leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn. And I was like, people just like, what? Yeah, yeah so literally, the <clears throat> soon-to-be-prime minister, mm. Jeremy Corbyn, he followed me on Twitter and I thought to myself, okay, this might be some sort of glitch. So I didn't announce anything initially and then kind of like half an hour passed, an hour passed and I still hadn't been unfollowed. So I was like, hey, yeah, maybe I can just uh, let let my people know I'm in, I'm in with the big leaguers here. Yeah. So just, of, just so you know, Cor- Corbyn wasn't just laughing at you trolling and actually click, accidentally click follow. You know, it's for real, for real. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of tweeted uh, uh, out that he's following me and then um, uh, I said, thanks. Followed him back. <laughs> and then, oh, you did, I thought he was going to go booze and not. You yeah, followed him back? Yeah, followed okay, him back. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. So I was down with the party. All right, all right. And then um, I got a um, a DM about an event. Like he a, slid in your DMs. slid in my DMs. Jeremy man. slid into yeah. your DMs. Yeah. Signed JC. I was like, what? <sighs> so 
JC, as we call him, he's, he's, he's close friends. I he's, can't he's, call him that. No, you, you can call him yeah, that. You, 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 you got to call him Mr. Corbyn, yeah. I yeah. call him JC. Mr. No, Mr. Prime Minister. Yeah, Mr. Apparently, Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so JC was um, having an event to kind of um, congratulate all the creatives who had kind of helped galvanise a youth vote and got them mobilised and yeah, more aware of the importance of 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 june jan mm-hmm. january june 8th and um how important it is to kind of their future so they invited everyone down to hackney and um there was a live event and literally um had the opportunity to kind of um have a conversation with jc about the work i've been doing with mm. um, and my thoughts on youth violence but what i took away from it more than the ability to kind of get my my thoughts across was the level of engagement of this guy is just unreal it is not politician like at all really yeah like you know when you used to watch wwe and then the 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 rock used to come out and then yeah. someone had the the kind of the banner up saying the people's champ this is what this guy is yeah he's not like a a big six foot four samoan kind of wrestler <laughs> but he is the people's champ his time and dedication and genuine level of engagement. I mean, I was talking to him at the at the kind of the, the gathering and his kind of closest advice was trying to kind of hurry him off to his other pressing engagements. And he was just like, like, hold on, hold on, like, let this guy finish. Let's go, this is this is the funk. No, I didn't say that, but he was just like, let this guy finish and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was he had to tell him several times. So I felt really infused by the fact that I really have this guy's ear. This isn't kind of a ploy. This isn't kind of one of those uh, PR stunts where you, you, you kind of kiss the baby. Mm, he he mm. didn't kiss me, but um, yeah, this isn't anything like that. This was a real genuine man of the people. And I felt like I had to experience that firsthand to kind of yeah um, shape my mind as to which way I vote. I mean, either way, personally, um, Theresa May is not going to get my vote but I needed to feel whether the vote for Labour on the 8th is a worthwhile one and generally this uh, generally speaking uh, this guy is the real deal real deal corpse there you go because I'm 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 very sceptical as to people's mm-hmm. personals I think everyone's got a, a face they show the camera yeah and and some of them don't, but and I'm very and I don't like hearing, I don't like reading about stuff online. Mm-hmm. I don't even like print media. Mm-hmm. But hearing it from the horse's mouth, yeah, from, <laughs> from you, Funk, or should we say the 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 self driving no the, the the flying the tire of car's mouth? Yeah. yeah, I feel like wow, wow, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Very like when you told me this, uh, no, Funk told me this on 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 the phone. I was just like. I was gobsmacked. Yeah. I remember like, I remember I was napping yeah. and I woke up and, 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 and Funk was calling me and I was, I was like, as, this, as he told me the story, I was just getting more and more awake and I was like, rah, yeah. don't need a coffee. Yeah. But I'm um, very interested. As you've spoken, I have looked at some of the people uh, Jeremy Corbyn has followed and there's only one thing that, there's only one sort of thing that's making me wobble because there's a lot of consistency. He follows UK Grime, mm-hmm. follows Funk Butcher, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, follows Julie Adenuga mm-hmm. the lad bible obviously he wants to stay down with things mm-hmm. 
you 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 let me know when something pops out to you. Richard Ayoade, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Buxton, James Corden, Howard Webb, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Grime Daily, yeah, okay. Aaron Ramsey, okay, cool. Talisa. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down to his PR team. Yeah, I'm gonna put that down to his PR team. Yeah, I don't I, I don't. There's plenty of ways to kill an hour out there. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop, boy! Thank you for killing some of us. Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.